Yo, what's going on, everybody? Dave Lockren here talking a little Yahoo Daily Fantasy Sports. It's the Yahoo NBA strategy show today for the next half hour. Hanging out with Greg Ehrenberg. Follow the man at G Ehrenberg DFS. Hit me up at Lafayette underscore D. 11 games today, man. And the last time you and I did this was last Wednesday. And it was, I believe, also in a, a 10 or 11 gamer. But it was one of the weirdest ones where there was just very clear options at every position and then it fell off a cliff. Yeah. And for today, I have a feeling there are going to be clear options by the end of the day, but we don't exactly know who those are because there's so many players listed as questionable on the injury report. You know, kind of the status quo for this time of the season, which is why I should be liking this video, subscribing to the YouTube channel, checking out our other content later in the day to know who's in or who's out. You just read off some of these names and Shangun is questionable, Valanchun is questionable, Jaron Jackson questionable, Trey Mann questionable, Gallo questionable, Hunter questionable, Batadze, and the list goes on and on. So there's going to be a lot more news to come. Yeah, there's going to be a lot. And I said it on the strategy show with Adam. I mean, it, the strategy show helps lay the foundation. All of this stuff does. But if you're not tuning into the Deeper Diver Live Before Lock, there's just a lot you're going to miss. And you're on Live Before Lock today. My assumption is you're going to see a lot, you know? Yeah. It's, All right, so oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say the it, it's going to be one of those shows where I'm just building my lineups as we go and just reacting to news as it happens. It, there's just no other way around it. There isn't. And uh, yeah, for you guys who are watching a Yahoo show that have somehow not signed up at Yahoo yet, it's odd, I know, it'd be strange. Maybe you just uh, like Greg and myself, use the, use the sign up link in the description or the one that Mike's about to throw in the chat now. It will get you a free month of Awesome Up Plus Platinum. Literally everything on the site free for the month. You got baseball coming up in a week. You still have basketball. You're going to have postseason basketball, PGA in full swing, NASCAR, UFC, esports, you name it, all of that stuff for Yahoo. And of course, for every other site out there that you might play on, uh, all you have to do is sign up. Use You got to use the link in the description. Uh, deposit $10 or more if you want. They'll give you $10 back in free credit. Enter a paid contest. Very simple steps. They'll hit us up with your email. We'll get in touch with you, get you signed up, get you into our Discord, get you all of our tools for the entire month. $90 value, zero strings attached. So uh, Yahoo Daily Fantasy Sports, that's the way to do it. All right, let's do this, Greg. First up, very simple question. Not even a question, more of a statement. Uh, hey, Davian Mitchell is way underpriced on Yahoo today. Yeah, I totally agree. And not the only one. The other guy, too, Tyus Jones. Yeah. I actually think Tyus Jones is a better value than Davion Mitchell is. Uh, we've got Tyus Jones at $16, Davion Mitchell $21. I don't know what's going on. We're just no site has been able to figure out that Tyus Jones should be priced up with John Morant out. But here we are now two weeks, three weeks into John Morant being out, and Tyus Jones still remains just way, way too cheap at $16. So recent games for Tyus Jones, I understand last game he only scored 21 fantasy points, but it was an absolute ass whooping against the Warriors and he just didn't play much in the second half. Yep. It's it's reasonable to project Tyus Jones north of 30 fantasy points. So at his salary, he's a really good value play as is Davion Mitchell, like you said, but the difference is Davion Mitchell at $21 is already projected to be in 50% of the field's lineups. I don't understand how number one Tyus Jones has been priced up and then number two, how, you, how he's projected to be rostered less than 20% of the time. It is crazy. It doesn't make sense. You're right. All of these sites have seemingly had a, a DraftKings actually dropped his price one day <laughs> after, after John Moran got hurt. I, I do think though with Davian Mitchell, I, I think the ownership's totally warranted just because 
when you're getting like upwards of 40 minutes in regulation, of course, they've played two overtime games over the last four, but you look at these games uh, in the five games since De'Aaron Fox has been out, 41 minutes, 23-point loss, 45 minutes, 40 in regulation overtime game, 38 minutes, one-point win, 46 minutes overtime game, 41 in regulation, and then 35 minutes in a 29-point loss to the Boston Celtics. That's the only game that's really brought him down from a per-minute standpoint. Aside from that, he's been right around the fantasy point-per-minute guy playing 40 minutes a night. Yeah, and you'd expect that this game should be more competitive. I know that for whatever reason, the the Memphis Grizzlies, you take John Moran out of the lineup, and it's just been like, all right, guaranteed the Grizzlies are going to go out and crush somebody. It's crazy. If, like we've we've seen this team win by. I mean, the, I I'd have to look at the on-off court numbers, but I think they've been better this year with Moran off the court than been with him on the court, and they just absolutely whoop teams when John Moran doesn't play. Now, for today, they're on the road. They're playing a San Antonio Spurs team that all of a sudden is in the playoff mix. Out of nowhere, this team was, they were sellers at the trade deadline. They gave up Derek White. They tried to sell off their veteran players. And the Lakers are so terrible that they just don't win games. So the Spurs just caught the Lakers in the standings anyway. So now all of a sudden, the Spurs could be in the play-in picture. So I do think this game should be more competitive. Memphis is favored, but they're on the road. It's only a five-point spread. So I'm not too concerned that we see limited minutes from Jones again. Lakers on the outside looking in, man. They have four more wins than the Blazers this season. <laughs> <laughs> you can't make that four more wins than the Kings. Can't make it up. It's nuts. Uh, you but could, yeah. And, and the Lakers continue to play on national TV. I was making fun of this yesterday. The Lakers last night, they put on that over 76ers box. The Lakers were on national How TV yesterday. Happen? How does that happen? It's crazy. I, just LeBron in Los Angeles, I guess. And the Lakers' next five games are also on national TV. So at least we're all going to get to witness them missing the playoffs, the the nation as a whole. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy what's been going on. Yep, I would say so. Um, I, I think you have a lot of instances like this, though, just all, from, like, an overarching view. If you look at two teams that are on the slate tonight as well in the Raptors and Cavs, the Cavs are one game behind the Raptors to not have to play in the play-in games. I just talked about this on a betting video for the Odd Chopper channel. Like in terms of playing time, we know that, and, and I'm just like, not just for point guard, but you yeah. can touch on this as well. Like the Raptors nurses already playing these guys a lot of minutes. You might even see more. The Cavaliers to stay out of the play-in game, sneak in as the six uh, is, is a, is a relatively big deal right now. And both of those teams are on the slate tonight and Cleveland's without, you know, their two starting front court players. Yeah, and I mean, we could use this also as a talking point to launch right into the shooting guard position because I think the best shooting guard option tonight is Karis LeVert. And the reason is twofold. Number one, it's the reason you just said where Cleveland's in a spot where, you know, they're fighting to not have to play in the play-in game, which is a big deal in the East because you have to play the Nets in one of those games, which, you know, is not an easy matchup. So nobody wants to end up in the play-in game. And what the Cleveland Cavaliers have done over the last, you know, handful of games now is they've condensed the rotation. They're playing their core guys more minutes. And most importantly, Karis LeVert is starting. So the matchup against the Dallas Mavericks today, tonight, it's a difficult one. Dallas plays at a really, really slow pace. They also have one of the better defensive efficiencies in the NBA. But Karis LeVert is really cheap on Yahoo. He's still only $18 which is not adjust for what his new role is at all. Because the last couple of games, we've seen him move into the starting lineup, played 36 and 33 minutes. He scored close to 30 fantasy points in each of them. Relative to historic Karis LeVert performances, it's not a massive fantasy night, but 
He's only $18. And this is a guy who we're used to seeing be, you know, north of $30. So he's starting now. The efficiency is going to come up. The shots have been there. 23.3% usage rate last game. He just only made four of 15 shots. More of those shots start to fall. And I think that we're going to see this price go up pretty soon. Yeah. And in the event that Dylan Windler doesn't close again, <laughs> which is just odd, you would think Lever could get, uh, you know, well above 33 minutes in a game like this. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Windler and Lamar Stevens closed over Kevin Love and, and Levert last game, which was which was strange. They were actually down by a point or two when those guys came in and closed it out and, and ended up winning by six. But I don't think that's going to be par for the course here, not in a game like this. Um, what we'll do is we'll go through shooting guard here too, and then we'll just give our, our top backcourt options, maybe a couple of contrarian ones before we move the forward, since you do have that guard flex spot as well. Uh, over on Yahoo. But what else are you seeing at uh, shooting guard? Yeah, so Tyrese Halliburton's $34. I think it's a little bit too cheap of a price just considering how many players have been out for the Pacers. We don't know exactly who is going to be in or out because I'll read off the Pacers' entire injury report today, and it's lengthy. But the good news is that Tyrese Halliburton is not one of the players on the injury report. But we've got uh, Malcolm Brogdon. I don't think he's going to play. The injury report, Adam and I were talking about the other day, it's just been hilarious for them because – they rested Malcolm Brogdon for no reason at all. I mean, it, because they don't want to win games. They're trying to tank. And then the next game, like, well, he hasn't played the last couple of games. He's not in condition to play the next game now. So I guess he's just out indefinitely because he's, he hasn't played the last. If he can't play because he didn't play the last game, uh, let's just, uh, you know, a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it never ends at that point. So I don't assume Brogdon's going to play. I think it's reasonable to think he sits. Dwayne Washington's questionable. O'Shea Brissett's questionable. Isaiah Jackson's questionable. Goga Batadze is questionable. It seems like we're heading towards another game where the Pacers are going to have eight or nine games, eight or nine guys active. Hal Burton's been playing upwards of 40 minutes in some of these games. He does everything for this team. Usage, assist rate, defensive stats have been there. And he's not that popular. He's only projected to be in 10% of lineups on Yahoo tonight. So $34, modest price point. I think he has as much ceiling as you know just about anybody outside of the true stars on the slate. Yeah, it's not the $7,600 on FanDuel, which is preposterous. Uh, but 34, I like that as well. This does, it, it kind of does fall off a cliff here. There, be, the thing about Yahoo too is when you're getting such good pricing, you don't have to be, you don't have to get as cute. You can still get different in other spots, but like, you don't have to go to these one and two percenters really either, Greg. There's still other good options in that like six to 10% range. You don't have to, although there is one that I'm going to shout out at shooting guard before I move on, and that's Trey Mann. I don't know if he's going to play or not because he got scratched in the Thunder's last game. The Thunder clearly do not give a shit about winning basketball games right now. That is the furthest thing from their they priority. They do give a shit. They're, they, they're actively trying not to win basketball yeah, games. Right? That, that, that's true also because Ty Jerome, Mike Muscala, Lou Dort, SGA, Darius Baisley, Josh Giddy have all been ruled out for the season. If Trey Mann plays, there is a massive usage and playing time opportunity in this backcourt. We just don't know if he's going to be in or not, but – if he is going to end up playing, I think he plays all the minutes he can handle. He takes all the shots he wants, and he's only projected to be in 2% of the field's lineups right now on Yahoo. So that's my favorite contrarian play guard right now. What do you think the Thunder's record against the spread is this season? Uh, off the top of my head, they have like the third or fourth best record against the spread of any team in the league. Second. They're, they're, yeah. they're 61% they've covered. They're 46, 25, and 4. The craziest part is they're 27 and 11 on the road. And who's number one, the Grizzlies? Yep. Grizzlies, Grizzlies yeah. is, is nuts. They're 50 and 50 and 26. 
Yeah, so the Grizzlies have crushed all year. The fun, and it's not that the Thunder are necessarily good, but they've played competitive this year, and a lot of their young guys have competed, especially SGA had a really like, – all of their young guys that are, are building blocks for the future had good years. SGA looked good. Lou Dort looked good. Giddy Josh Giddy. great. Yeah, Josh Giddy was awesome as a rookie. So I, I think this was really an ideal scenario for OKC. They have those Clippers picks. The Clippers haven't been that good this year. And then they've also just had their young players look good. They're not good themselves, so they're going to get a high pick. The Thunder is well set up as anybody for the future. Who do you think has the worst record against the spread? Uh, the Lakers have to be up there. Lakers are, yeah, 31-42-1. They're not the, Bla- the worst, though. The Blazers? Yeah, I was going to say it's an obvious, yeah, the Blazers. 29-45-1. Wizards <laughs> are second worst, actually. The Blazers one makes sense because, well, other than them just blatantly tanking now, there's been a lot of games where they have been competitive. But then the other point, too, is even early in the season where they're expected to be decent, Damian Lillard was terrible. Really struggled, and, yep. And, and Lillard does that. Like, we we didn't get to see him rip off, you know, 50 points in eight straight games because he got hurt. But he's a streaky player for sure. And he was playing hurt all year. I I think that's pretty evident from the fact that he originally got hurt the abdominal injury in the Olympics, which was in August. And they ended up shutting him down. He didn't go through training camp. And then he showed up at the start of the season and was still missing some games here and there because of the abdominal issue. And you just be like, oh, if this has been bothering him since August, it's not going away anytime soon. So it just seemed like a matter of time. He wasn't playing well. He was missing games due to an injury that he'd had for you know, six months and then, you know, eventually just pull the plug and tank. So it makes sense that they would have the worst record against the spread. All right. So I'll I'll just throw a couple other guys out that we haven't talked about, and then you can wrap up point guard and shooting guard for us. I think DiVincenzo is wildly underpriced here. Uh, This isn't to say that like he's not owned, he's getting around 30%, but playing 30 plus minutes a night on a team without Sabonis, without De'Aaron Fox, Against the Houston Rockets, who play at one of the fastest paces in the league, uh, DiVincenzo should not be $14. Uh, I think Kevin Porter, although I'm on the under seven and a half assists today, even with Shooter out, I, I explained that in the, uh, the uh, props video, I still think 22 is fine for him getting big minutes in a fast-paced, high-scoring affair. Uh, anybody else you like here? Uh I agree with you on DiVincenzo. One thing I will say, the defensive stats are going to regress a little bit. He's had three or more steals in like three of his last six games. Yeah. That's something Still close that's, to minimum salary though. Yeah. So that's something that's not going to hold up. Uh, as far as guards go, I think Luca's the best payup option. That shouldn't be surprising to anybody. $53 is a really modest price for Luca, Even though it's the tail end of a back-to-back, he didn't have to play the entire game last night because it was not a competitive game against the Lakers. Uh, and then one other guy also, Fred Van Vliet is now $29, the cheapest price point he's had on Yahoo for the entire season. The minutes are going to be there for him. And even though he's not totally healthy, I don't think at this point in the season, Nick Nurse does not care. Last game, he played 40 minutes. The game before that, he got hurt during the game. And then it was also blowouts. He only played 17 minutes. Games were the 39, 37, 47, 36, 40 minutes. So we're looking at a, at a Fred Van Vliet at a depressed price point that's going to be playing like 40-ish minutes. All right, let's talk a little bit here about the uh, our forward positions. Let me see how many reads they've loaded me with for this 30-minute <laughs> show first. <laughs> uh, oh, actually, here's a good one. They, they, they kept, it, kept it pretty tame. Wait, no. <laughs> I, 
I'm not doing Hall of Fame on this show. That's ridiculous. No, I, I mean, yeah, no. It's not happening. Like, come on now. 30-minute show. Uh, but we do have the MVP program. And I tell you guys this all the time. Like, if, if, it's a re- if it's something where I, I will fight tooth and nail if I think it's not actually going to benefit you guys and it's just something wild. Fortunately, I don't have to worry about that here at Osimo. Um, but the MVP program is if you text MVP to the number, Mike, can you put the number on the screen and throw that in chat? Thanks. To that number you'll automatically be entered to win a free year of Awesome Plus Platinum. But I don't think that's actually even the coolest part. I mean, it's it's great if you win, but, you know, the odds are whatever. Uh, you get exclusive Awesome discounts, but you also get the first crack at beta testing new tools and features, which I think would appeal to a lot of you guys. That's why I talk about it. Uh, and we have a lot of cool things. One thing specifically is in the works that I just found out about the other week that uh, you should be very excited about. Uh, and you'll get beta testing opportunities for stuff like this as well. So text that uh, MVP to the number on the screen and in chat and get in on the action. Also put yourself in the running for a free Awesome Plus Platinum uh, subscription and the beta testing and new tools and, and all the uh, Awesome exclusive discounts as well. All right, man, let's talk about forwards. Yeah, we, we, don't, we can't do Hall of Fame on here. That'll t- I mean, we're going a half hour for five positions. It's impossible. We will do it. To, did you do it last night on uh, on... Live before lock? No, it was in. It's impossible on live before lock right now. With uh, we just get guys ruled out every yeah, three we, minutes. We got to switch breaks of God with. We got to switch breaks of God to live before lock, and then put awesome Hall of Fame on the deeper dive so that I can just throw it in whenever. Yeah, that works. Actually, I texted I texted Joey something similar about that earlier. Okay. Yeah, because people have been asking us about Hall of Fame, and I feel bad. Like, uh, our boy News God told me we're getting all these emails about it. It's just, it's been tough with, with this late NBA news for sure. Late NBA season, I should say. All right. Small forward is generally ugly uh, on Yahoo. I don't think it's all that much different today. Not to say there's not anyone there, but it's a pretty ugly position, comparatively speaking. Yeah. Uh, it's hard not to like Keon Johnson, though, which is not something you would normally think we would say. But we're getting to a point in the season where the Portland Trailblazers are only playing eight guys per night. I, assume Reggie Perry is going to play today and will probably take some minutes, but those are going to come in the front court. I don't think they're going to come directly from Keon Johnson. Last game, Keon Johnson played 42 minutes. It was an overtime game. We're still looking at 37 minutes in regulation for him. He's $11. You don't have to be a good fantasy producer. If you're going to play close to 40 minutes on a team with all of the usage and, and just nothing available in terms of talent. So we've now got the Portland Trailblazers are going to be running probably a nine-man rotation today. Three of those guys are on 10-day contracts. Keon Johnson's a younger <laughs> Keon Johnson's a younger player who I guess they want to get a look at because last two games, 42 and 32 minutes. He could play 40 minutes as a just terrible, terrible fantasy producer. He could put up half a fantasy point per minute and would still be okay at scoring 20 fantasy points at $11 on Yahoo. So I think he's by far the best value at the position. Dude, a third of their team is on 10-day contracts. Yep. That's – you and I talked about it last week. We don't have time to get into it now. But, like, this this full-throttle tanking process is really something to admire, I got to say. Yep. We've got uh, Reggie Perry, uh, Drew Eubanks, and Chris Dunn on 10-day contracts. So it also means at one point, 40% of their starting lineup was on 10-day contracts. Right. <laughs> I love it. Aside from that, though, it's not pretty. I, I think 
if you wanted to get a little bit unique, I don't think Ananobi's crazy because I, I truly wouldn't be, you can't project him for this, but I wouldn't be shocked if the guy plays 40 minutes tonight. He played 26 and 28 coming back from that long hiatus, then 35, but he played 40 because it was an overtime game. Uh, and again, they're battling for that uh, six seed in the East. He's, you know, he, he's somebody that when he gets those type of minutes, this is a perfectly reasonable price point for him. Is there anybody else though? Like, on the whole, it's not a good position. Depending how many guys get ruled out for the Pacers, Justin Anderson's still only $13. His start so far with Indiana, 33 fantasy points, 20, 35, 29, 18. So overall, as a starter for this team, you know, he's averaging mid-20s fantasy points at $13. Once again, just a really thin position. It's going to depend on who's in or out for the Pacers because just to reiterate the guys I mentioned before, Gogo Batadze, Isaiah Jackson, O'Shea Bursett, Dwayne Washington, uh, all questionable to play. I assume Malcolm Brogdon doesn't play. So if we see uh, if we see another start for Justin Anderson, it seems like they're going to play him big minutes in that role because that's overall what we've seen. He is averaging 32 minutes overall and 27 fantasy points as a starter for the Pacers. $13 at a, at a position that's just hard to find people to fill. I, I think that that would make sense. Okay. What about uh, with Wendell Carter Jr.? Uh, Franz Wagner make any sense to you? Uh, I'm, just thinking, I'm just thinking because, like, the, the only reason I, I'm, I'm throwing random names out, not random, but yeah. uh, other names out there is because, hey, your, four, your third highest owned, fourth highest owned small forward right now is Aaron Wiggins. Your highest owned is Harrison Barnes. Yeah, the thing that's been hard about the, about the magic rotation is there's different ways for teams to tank. And the Magic are just not giving some of their better... While their their good players are still playing, they're not giving the massive minutes. So last game was a competitive game. We got 27 minutes out of Franz Wagner. The game before, he did play 34. But the game before that, he played 22, 29 the game before that. So I don't know that his minutes are necessarily guaranteed, even with Wendell Carter Jr. out, because they're running such a deep rotation right now. Braz Dikas is getting minutes. I don't know who the hell Jeff Dowden is, but he's playing minutes. Admiral Schofield is playing minutes. Robin Lopez is. I mean, they're running like an 11-man rotation, just getting everybody playing time. That really caps the upside for a lot of these dudes. Yeah, no question. Let's talk about power forward then. So Kevin Love is, in my opinion, and in, in half of the field's opinion, but still yeah. a remarkable play today. I, I don't see how you limit his minutes with Mobley and Allen and then Dean Wade's out for the year. I, it just, to me, he started four games this year. He started two in March. He's played 33 and 34 minutes in them. He, he only shoots from beyond the arc or at the rim, which is exactly what you're looking for. He's a good rebounder. He, I don't care about a tough matchup. Like $16 is, uh, is insane. I think he's a better value than Damian, uh, Damian Mitchell today, Davian Mitchell today. Yep, and I mean, you're not alone because he's projected to be the most popular play on the slate right now on Yahoo. And it makes sense, $16. Yeah, $16 for Kevin Love. He's His playing time has been really, really erratic this year, but he's still a really good fantasy producer. So overall, he's playing 22 and a half minutes per game, averaging 26 Yahoo points. Now we're probably looking at north of 30 minutes for him. Even if we want to be as pessimistic as possible and say reduced usage because he's playing alongside Garland and Levert. Uh, ridiculously tough matchup against the Dallas Mavericks. Worst case scenario, Kevin Love is like a, a fantasy point per minute guy. Right. And, and if you're giving him 32 minutes, that's still 32 fantasy points at $16. So I don't see any way around him. He's chalk. 
more than warranted. I think we could also look at other popular plays at power forward. Pokashevsky, he's produced really well for OKC from a fantasy perspective as of late. Same with Trey Lyles for the Kings, just because he's also only $16 positive matchup against the Houston Rockets. So those are really the three guys I think you want to build around a power forward, and all of them are fairly cheap. Pokashevsky, Kevin Love, Trey Lyles. Yeah, you know, it's even crazy. Not that we have to harp on Love here, but what's even crazier is if Lamar Stevens didn't close that game out last time, you're getting 38 minutes from Kevin Love. Yep, and it was a game that, and that was with Evan Mobley starting the game and then getting hurt during it. So who knows how much quarter, yeah. yeah. Right, exactly. So who knows what this looks like today? Uh, look, we both said it's an obvious play, but it's not one of those plays where they're chalk for no reason. He's legitimately good chalk. Uh, the position isn't great. Who, who else did you mention? Just so I so I don't. Uh, it was uh, Lyles, Love, and Pokashevsky. I think those okay. are the three top guys. Yeah, and I think they belong there. Uh, I, I would say, does if 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 Shangun is out, does KJ Martin get a bunch of run at the five? Like, who gets the five run? It could. I think we also have to kind of throw logic out the picture because it's not like these teams care if they win or lose. Exactly. Exactly. But I'm saying it would. I think it would make the most sense. Yeah, it would be uh, Kenny Martin Jr., I think, and then he'd be backed up by Usman Garuda. I think I think that's kind of what they would have to do. They, they don't have big men left. No, at all. There's nobody. Uh, and, and K.J. Martin is, is, is minimum salary, not exactly uh, a premier fantasy point-per-minute guy, but he's not terrible either. It's the Sacramento Kings. So just throwing that out there for those of you guys that can't, you know, take in a lot of content throughout the day and are just watching this, like if, if – Shane, if you get an alert that Shane Goon's out, I think minimum salary, KJ Martin could be perfectly reasonable at this position. Um, but is there anybody else you like? No, I'm actually just going to use that to launch into the center position because I think Shangun should be a guy that's like 40 to 50% owned in the same vein as a Davion Mitchell or a Kevin Love. The reason he isn't, though, is because he's listed as questionable to play right now, but yep. He is a reasonable price point, positive matchup against the Kings. The Kings are already one of the better matchups, and now they have a lot of their guys out. So Shangun at $21, I think, is the best overall play at the center position. We just need to know whether he's in or out. If he's in, I mean, the Rockets have no reason to play him unless he's 100%. So if he's in, he should be full go. So I love getting to Shangun. I'm sure, as everybody knows, I love paying up for Jokic on just about every slate. So if I could only pay up for one player on Yahoo today, it would be Nikola Jokic at $56. But the top center option to me is Shangun if he's in. Let me ask you a question, though, right? It, I understand that just opportunity cost at center can, can force like some decent value lower. But it, to me, is still very odd on a slate where, like, you don't have to play Jokic. You still have some other – you still have Doncic and some other high-priced guys. That Damian Jones is minimum salary and pulling 7% right now. He played 25 minutes last game in a blowout. Uh, didn't play the fourth quarter. But prior to that, you know, he got to the 30-minute mark. If I, I think he probably plays 30 today. I don't know if, if, if Alex Len is out. Do you see – I mean, you just get some Metu or whatever, but that would probably – reinforce it a little bit more against a Houston team that is not only bad against uh, opposing bigs, but terrible and down Christian Wood. not that, you know, defensively that makes a huge difference. Damian Jones minimum salary though, as cheap as it gets playing the five, which is like the best value position you can find. Yeah. So in the build that I did uh, for the purpose of the show, I came out where I, I came away with 10% Damian Jones okay. and you know, that's more than what the field has, but the reason he's just not more of a priority is 
I think there's better values at other positions and there's so many good center plays to look at. So I think the guys you want to be building around, I mentioned Jokic, mentioned Shangun. The other one too is Kristaps Porzingis, who's $35. who's just been on a tear for the Washington Wizards. Now that he doesn't have a minutes restriction, Kyle Kuzma's out. He is taking so many shots for this team. We've seen him you know, pretty regularly have games with usage rates, high 30%, low 40%. He's, he's using half the team's possessions when he's on the court. So I think Porzingis, Shangun, and Jokic are just such good plays that it's hard for me to get to Damian Jones, who I project fairly well but not great. And there's so many cheap plays that I think are better looking at other possessions. And I think that's totally fair. I do think he's too cheap though. I, I think, I don't think it should yeah. be $10 if you're projecting him for close to 30 minutes. All right, man, there it is. Let's do this. What's your favorite? We already know like the best Davian Mitchell and Tyus Jones and Kevin Love. Those guys are all fantastic plays. Who do you think the best contrarian players on this slate? The best contrarian play for me is probably Halliburton if he plays. I like that. Yeah, I like that. I would not. I mean, not if he plays. If other guys, because he's going to play. If other guys on the Pacers are rolled out. Yep, for sure. Well, that'll do it for us. Appreciate you guys hanging out. It's a quick one. We're in and out. We get you all the information you need. Hit that thumbs up on the way out. And we're almost, we're like 20 subs away from 75,000 subs. Thanks to you guys hanging out with us every single day. We're almost there. We'll see you back here soon. G. Ehrenberg, DFS, Lafayette underscore D. And thanks to Mike Lawrence for producing. We'll see you back here soon. Locks before lock, deeper dive, live before lock, PGA live before lock tonight. All that stuff right here on the Awesome YouTube channel. Peace.